This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is All Saints Day, or as our Mexican friends call it, La Dia de los Muertos, or as Joe Biden calls it, Wednesday. <laughs> What's up? This is, is Mark K. Saves the Republic, and thanks so much for being here. Seriously, when Joe Biden heard it was the Day of the Dead, he decided to send Dianne Feinstein a greeting card. Too soon? Yeah. I thought that the Day of the Dead was just referring to the day that Mike Pence canceled his presidential campaign. Huh? I got a million of them. The Day of the Dead should be the day that the Republicans hold their third and final debate in Miami, because let's face it, all of those people, their campaigns have no life left. All right, I'll... I'll cease with the jokes. Hey, speaking of the uh, speaking of the Republican debate, um, it looks like Tim Scott has qualified, which means that he and Nikki Haley will begin uh, will be able to sit on stage and bicker about the decorations in the South Carolina governor's mansion some more. Last time it was the Obama drapes. This time it's probably going to be the Hillary Clinton rug in the vestibule. Um, either way, we have five people now, five people who have who have qualified for that third and hopefully knock on wood final debate for the Republican primary. It's coming up November 8th in Miami. Before we get to all of that, though, November 1st for a lot of people signifies the very first day where it is slightly acceptable to begin decorating for Christmas, Christmas shopping, playing Christmas music. And in fact, Mariah Carey, who every single year on November 1st tries to cash in as well as uh, much as she possibly can by uh, by releasing a video reminding people it's time. And this year was no different. She was on Instagram with, I thought, a pretty decent video. It shows that the clock turns midnight on November the 1st and they they get her. You know, she's the ice queen. I guess that's that's what that's what at least Tommy Matola called her. And they try to they start to chip away at her and they got the hair dryers going. And then finally, boom, she's thawed out and she busts into song. Uh, of course, the, the her number one traditional Christmas song that makes her buku bucks every single year at this time. And boom, it's officially Christmas time and the stores are going to start selling the trees and the decorations and the cookies. And you're going to start seeing the ads on TV, TV, if you haven't already. And I'm going to be honest with you. I am one of those early Christmas adopters. And by that, I mean, my wife is one of those early Christmas adopters. And we know that coming on this weekend, we're we are scheduled to start decorating and uh, and there's going to be fake snow and greenery. And we're going to put up the little Christmas Kville village that we've been collecting over the years. And we're going to be making hot cocoa, even though it's like 80 degrees here in Florida. I'm wearing a sweater today. This is my Glenn Beck look, by the way. Huh? Right. Very, very grandfatherly. Uh, but, you know, to celebrate again, the colder weather and the turn of the season and the beginning of what is for most people Christmas. And I'm going to be honest with you this year. I myself find that I am in more of a Christmas spirit than ever before. Because I released my first Christmas book earlier this week, and already people are uh, or are ordering it. And I found out yesterday the first copies have been getting into the hands of those folks that purchased it. So if you'd like a, if you're one of those early Christmas people, if you want the spirit of Christmas for two months instead of just one, then uh, please gra grab yourself a copy of this amazing retelling of the Christmas story, the traditional story of the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem with a twist, with a parallel story that teaches a lesson that's often 
not taught. It's got a very valuable uh, and inspirational uh, inspirational message that I've never heard anywhere else before. And if you have a family, if you have kids, if you don't, if you just love Christmas, if you love Jesus, you're going to love this book. Grab a copy at the untold story of Christmas.com. That's the untold story of Christmas.com. And we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you right away. All right, let's talk about this debate. You got five folks that have qualified and are probably going to be there. Ron DeSantis and his and his high heel shoes. He'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there there standing tall because, you know, that's what Ron DeSantis does in his boots. Um, He's qualified for the debate, of course, because he has the the appropriate number of donations and the support and the polling and yada, yada, yada. Nikki Haley, who I don't know about you. It's going to be interesting to see who is center stage because Nikki Nikki Haley is polling a lot higher than Ron DeSantis in a lot of places. She's polling higher in New Hampshire, for example. I believe she's polling higher in Iowa nationally, especially with the especially with the international crises going on in the Middle East. A lot of Americans are saying, you know, she worked as the U.N. secretary or as the uh, U.N. ambassador. She's got a lot of foreign policy experience. She worked with Donald Trump already. She might actually be a better second choice um, you know, for president than, than Ron DeSantis is. Uh, and she's been, and she's been surging. In fact, she's the only candidate that seems to be going this way while all the other ones are going, are going this way. And if you're listening to the podcast or uh, my hand is going up when I say this way, and then my hand is going down when I say the other way, because I'm doing, we're doing video and pot. You get it. She's going up. Everyone else. That's kind of, it's kind of how Ron DeSantis uh, campaign has been going lately. But anyway, so Nikki Haley could be center stage of this debate, which is which would be very interesting because everybody thought Ron DeSantis was the clear cut second choice to Donald Trump, the clear number two. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Um, and everyone thought he would be center stage, but also she's the only woman left in the race. And if she's the highest polling person, if she's center stage, then you're going to have Nikki Haley in the middle with two dudes on either side. Three dudes on one side, if you're counting Chris Christie as two people, because that dude just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, and Tim Scott have all qualified for the debate in addition to Nikki Haley. And it's going to be, it's look, it's the rules haven't changed. Vivek Ramaswamy really, he wanted to do a sit down one-on-one debate with Chris Christie. And I think Chris Christie wanted to do a sit down one-on-one debate with Vivek Ramaswamy because Chris Christie likes to sit down. It's tough for him to keep, it's tough for him to stand with all, you know, his legs can't handle all and his heart's pumping like a mile a minute. It's crazy. Um, but the RNC said, no, you can't do that. It's against the rules. We don't want any civil discourse. We don't want any one-on-one conversations. We want mass chaos. We want everybody on stage with biased, uh, moderators, just like we've done it for years, because you know, every single year it just works out so well. And Vivek Ramaswamy was like, I just, please let me do this. Just change the rules, make the debate a little more manageable, a little more watchable. The second debate at the Ronald Reagan Library in uh, Simi Valley, California, was, a, a, I mean, it was laughable. It was probably one of the most ridiculed political performances we've ever seen since, well, anything Kamala Harris has been in. <laughs> Maybe the vice presidential debate in 2020. 
because the vice presidential debate of 2020 had Kamala Harris, which is always ridiculous, and Mike Pence and the fly on his head. And I think that was maybe the I think I think the second Republican primary debate in Simi Valley, California, at the Ronald Reagan uh, presidential library. I think that may have taken the cake as the most ridiculous um, Republican or really political event ever held uh, after that vice presidential debate. But they're going to go through with it. They're going ahead and they're going to do the same exact thing. Five people screaming over each other, moderators who can't moderate, who are asking biased questions. And uh, nobody's going to be watching anyway. You know, the, it, I feel bad for Nikki Haley because now that she's starting to surge in the polls, fewer and fewer people are going to see her because every single debate, the viewership goes down. There's not there's not anyone out there who's curious or interested or excited about seeing these five people in Miami take the stage to yell at each other about a bunch of stuff so that they could get a job that they have no hope of getting. Because let's face it, Donald Trump, who is clearly the front runner, is turning down his uh, opportunity to appear at yet another debate. Donald Trump watched the first two debates and said, man, I am so glad I'm not there. He gets more play from the press conferences he holds before he walks into that New York City courtroom than he does from anything that would have happened on the debate. He can go to a rally anywhere and get more attention brought to him than he could if he goes on stage with these five other clowns and argues about dumb stuff that doesn't matter anyway, because none of them will be in a position of power to do anything about it. Now, the good news for Nikki Haley is, you know, she's making a case for herself. She's making a case for herself to maybe be on the ticket with Donald Trump. Pardon me while I take a sip of my coffee. I understand what you're thinking. How is it that she, who has who has uh, spoken out against Donald Trump. How is it that Nikki Haley, who has decried Donald Trump and criticized Donald Trump and is running against Donald Trump, how could she be the vice president? How could she be second on the ticket? And look, probably she's not going to be, but of all of them up there on the stage, the only person I see left who would make a suitable number two, the only person who Donald Trump could maybe pick out of the crowd of the five is Nikki Haley. Because number one, she's from South Carolina. And that's a state that uh, that is very important to Republicans. I mean, it's a state that's the state that gave Joe Biden the opportunity that gave him the push when Joe Biden didn't win a single primary until South Carolina rolled around. And that was only because James Clyburn told all the African-American voters to go vote for Joe Biden. And they did. It's not going to happen this time around. South Carolina is important. Nikki Haley is a big part of South Carolina. She's a minority. She has experience and people in the Republican Party seem to like her more than Ron DeSantis. So why not put her on the ticket? What would be the issue? What would be the problem? I think she'd actually I think she's actually making the case for herself to be a great choice, especially since you have Carrie Lake, who has decided to, I guess, withdraw her own name from uh, from uh, contention because she's running for Senate in Arizona. And if she runs her campaign appropriately, she's got two other challengers, one who's an independent, one who's a Democrat. She could walk away with that easily and become the next senator from Arizona, which is something the Republicans desperately need. They need more Republicans in the Senate, especially conservative America first Republicans like Carrie Lake. Byron Donalds, another name has been floated, but he's been really uh, he was in the in the running for Speaker of the House and he was pulling 30 percent of the vote there. So it's interesting what his political trajectory may be. Nikki Haley may be a viable choice. And we're going to start to see uh, we're going to see more of that. Come debate day. Now, Doug Burgum will not be there, which is kind of sad because in the last debate, I feel like Doug Burgum was the only one that gave solid answers to the questions. I feel like Doug Burgum was maybe the guy that we could pay attention to and say, hey, you're not going to be president, but you're a pretty decent governor and you could have some other position somewhere in the cabinet. You could do something else that would help this country. Um, lo and behold, though, he doesn't have the he hasn't met the threshold for the uh, for the debate stage. I'm really shocked that Chris Christie's met that threshold. I really 
I'm really shocked whenever Chris Christie can get through any threshold because, you know, he's Chris Christie. Uh, but look, we've got a lot more about all of that stuff coming up here on the Mark K Show, which starts at noon Eastern, 11 Central, every single day. We'll be watching the debate. We're going to watch the debate to see what's happening. We're going to watch the debate to see if anybody makes any poignant or important uh, conversational topics. We're going to watch the debate to see if anybody surges farther ahead, if Ron DeSantis can can salvage his career. He's had a rough couple weeks. I'm going to be honest with you. This debate to me should be the final nail in a bunch of these people's coffins. After this debate, I think they really need to take a, look, a good hard look because Christmas is coming, New Year's is coming, and then we get right into primaries. I really wish and I hope in my Christmas prayer, I'm going to pray a little bit. Dear God and Jesus, whom I love so much and who have given me all these amazing things, please grant the fortitude and the foresight and the intelligence and the loyalty, and just grant these people the ability to see that if they don't do well at this final debate, that if nothing happens other than more bickering and infighting and toddlerish crying and whining, if this debate is as big a debacle as the other two have, and the needle doesn't move, if Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott, if they see their poll numbers and their popularity continue to decline, and if Nikki Haley is stagnant or just rises up a little bit, give them all, give them all the knowledge and wisdom, dear Lord, to see that they are not going to be president. And the best thing they could do is pull out of this campaign to not just salvage their own political futures, but also to help bolster and support the one true candidate who has the majority of support of the base, the majority of support of Republicans in Congress and Senate and of governors across the country, and who is the best choice to make America great again, former President Donald Trump. We love you, Jesus and God and Mary and Joseph and amen. Oh, Lord, amen. Hallelujah. There you go. That's my prayer for the Republican primary debate uh, on this All Saints Day, a.k.a. Dia de los Muertos. Hey, listen, don't forget to grab your copy of the untold story of Christmas and we will get it to you. I mean, if you're ready to start celebrating Christmas, which a lot of people are, go to the untold story of and get your copy today. Yes, it's available on Amazon. Uh, you have to wait a little, a little longer. You can get it by the end of the week. If you go to our official website, the untold story of please like and share and get notifications for this podcast. However, you get this information, whether it's audio form or video form, wherever you're watching on YouTube or maybe you're on Spotify, who knows? I don't know where you, I know where I am. No clue where you are, but I appreciate you being here. Make sure you're liking and sharing. Make sure you subscribe and set those notifications because it's so important that you keep getting this information every single day so that you and me and everybody else knows exactly what's happening, who's attacking us, how we can fight back, the strategies we need, how we can work together to do the one thing that we all want to do, keep this country safe and save the republic.